you know, the one thing they should take with them, what would it be? What do I want to know? Hmm. Walk into there thinking, what do I want to know? Mm -hmm. you know? Nice. You know, and often you don't get a job because of nothing about you. You're mm -hmm. just not right for the job or the business or the personalities or whatever. So don't take that as a massive downer or yeah. I haven't got that kind of stuff. If you've gone in with, well, I'm coming in and, and trying to work out whether this is right for me. Welcome to That Interview Experience, the podcast aimed at 16 to 18 year olds who are getting ready for the world of work and most importantly, helping them get set for that first interview experience. As always, I am joined by the amazing, the wonderful, the fantastic Helen Sanders. How are you? Only three words to describe me today? What's going on? Two last week, didn't you? And then we had delectable last week. Did you ever look up delectable? No, I didn't. Okay, let me write that down. Delectable. But um, yeah, no, I am, I am doing good, if that was the question. How are you mm. doing? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Excited. We've got... We've got a guest who's a, a friend of yours this week, yes. rather than a friend of mine, as the last couple of episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have someone who is my go-to if I need to help the business owners that we help um, think about their digital marketing. Because, I mean, Ash, you run a business, I run a business. We think that all the marketing has to be on our shoulders unless we mm. start thinking about, actually, we, we don't know everything about everything. And you do need other people to be able to do stuff. And sometimes the person you need is a younger person, an apprentice coming in and giving them the opportunity to learn how to be really good at marketing and get the stuff that's in your head and my head out so that we can do our marketing. And James is the person that helps companies to do that. So James, hello to you. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you so much, Helen, Ash, for inviting me along. Really excited to be here. Thank you. Tell us a bit about what Working Knowledge does. Well, Working Knowledge helps young people launch their careers and as a consequence helps business thrive. Mm. That's what we do in a nutshell. Love it. Love it. Like it. And you recruit like the apprentices as well as putting them through your programme, which, yeah. Um, yeah, so you are able to share with us today some of your experience, whether I know you've got apprentices in your business as well. So. Um, I really want to drill down to your experience of hiring these people for other companies as well as your own experience so that if I'm that 18 year old listening thinking I just interviews for a job scare the living daylights out of me that's what I want to get to today if that's all right with you. Um, and I think there's sorry Helen I think there's a well, little bit more to it than that with this is because there's such as this pushback now not an aggressive pushback but there certainly is a reluctance to the default, you know, being uh, being uh, university, taking a degree. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's a lack of confidence, I think, with a lot of 17, 18 year olds in terms of their skill sets. So the option of an apprenticeship five years ago was, mm, well, OK, that's because you can't do anything else. Whereas mm -hmm. now it's really seen as a viable path to kicking off your career you don't even have to necessarily stay you know you could do a digital marketing apprenticeship and end up in medicine it kind of what you do is irrelevant mm. but it, it's if you have the right structure and, and the right support 
spending a year learning and being paid to learn is a really viable option uh, and, and, and gives you many, many skills. So I think that, 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 that that's a, an important point for people listening that it doesn't all have to be about higher education or start the nine to five mm-hmm. straight away. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And also with apprentices, I, I was speaking with someone, a friend of mine has a, an 18 year old who is just finishing their exams. And she's, I said to her, have you thought about apprenticeship? She said, I thought I was too old for an apprenticeship. It's like, mm. you're 18. <laughs> you know, actually you could be 24, 25 or 54 as we 50, know, as you know? know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so James, when you're looking at people for your own business, um, as well as those apprentices coming through that you help with other business owners, what is it that you're looking for um, before even the interview stage? What is it that you you like to be able to see? I like to see passion is <laughs> the biggest thing for me. <laughs> oh, so well, James, we can so say it now. Hang we? on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so in the last three weeks, three weeks, four weeks, every four weeks. single yeah. person have i told you to say passion at any point before we no. spoke today ash no. did you tell james to say passion the last four weeks every single person has said passion mm. how i mean sorry yeah, mind blown weird. carry yes. on yeah. so you like to say passion, passion. Carry on, james. <laughs> it doesn't matter what that passion is in but you want to see that you, you want to see someone's eyes light up and talk um expansively to chat around their particular special subject that's what i want to see i was just like what are you into it doesn't matter what it is but what are you into i want to see that that that's totally the number one and given that you know over the last 16 years we've worked with over thirty thousand young people two and a half thousand businesses some of the biggest brands on the planet and some of the best small businesses um and they would all say exactly the same amazing all about just you're into something share that totally mm-hmm. share that in the application share that on the phone and share that absolutely in the interview yeah yep doesn't matter if it's girl guiding canoeing gardening volunteering share that passion with people I, I, but i yeah. think that there's there's a point there because tom talked about this as well and was that That's week right. yeah. week one of this series wasn't it and i th- we went off week two i can't remember now but he talked about they, he gets his uh, students, uh, sorry, uh, interviewees, to candidates to do presentations. And he, he doesn't give them a topic. He just asks them to present on some things they, they are passionate about because he just wants to see what passion uh, looks like in their world, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is what he's after. Because, uh, and I have this, I have a real kind of, it's a bit of a soapbox for me when it comes to passion because this is a fantastic book by Cal Newport called Be So Good They Can't Ignore You. And the mm-hmm. basic premise is to kind of kick um, uh, kick into touch this, this message that we've been told since the 80s, that you need to go and do what you love. Mm-hmm. And arguably, you don't become passionate about something until you're really good at it. So saying that I'm passionate about being an accountant, for example, is a lie unless you've been doing accountancy for 10 years at 18 already, because you're no good at it. <laughs> it's really, I mean, you try and you try and generate any passion for something you don't have a skill in. Mm. Very, very difficult. And this, mm. this is his, and it was Steve Jobs who did his uh, uh, commencement uh, book. 
you know, if you have one piece of advice for young people in America today, what would it be? Yeah. Go and do what you love. And actually, you, you, you love what you do because you become great at it. So if you're 16, 17, you probably don't have any passion for the career you're going into. Now, it, it might be that you're very excited about, say, something like medicine. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. But the likelihood is that you're going to be passionate about something that you're already skilled at, whether that's girl guides, whether that is the scouts, whether that is playing tennis, whether that's playing rugby. So Mm -hmm. shine a light on that, because that's when you're going to be genuinely enthusiastic rather than trying to pretend to be passionate about digital marketing. Here's the issue, though. And James, looking at you when you when you hire people, how if you're looking at cvs because culturally that's what we expect from people they hand in their cv to show you that they're interested in your apprenticeships how do they show passion on a cv what is it that you're looking for on the cv first and foremost in order to convince you that they may have the ability to show you what their passion is about if it is through a cv and and you're right culturally you know it's a cv you we would as most people do, you spend very little time reading a CV. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is a skim read. And I always drop to the bottom and they'll have their interests. And then I'll look at the interests and just like, mm-hmm. hmm, you know, that's interesting. Then I'll work my way back up. Do they do some of the functional things? So for some of the stuff that we're doing, they need certain grades. You know, I can't get away from that. They need certain grades. Have they got those grades? Yeah. Um, and then I might read their, their top bit about who they are and what they want to do in life. I might read that a bit. But that's just enough to have a conversation. And then we speak to people on yes. the phone. Yeah. And, and what do we talk about? We drop to the bottom of the CV again. Yes, yeah. Like, tell me about this. Yeah. Because you're young. And thinking that you've got all the skills that I'm going to require for my business is just not going to be the case. Yeah. What Most I want to know is, yeah. can you really get into something and just like, and as a result, it's like Matthew Saeed's 10,000 hours to mastery. You know, if you want to be David Beckham or Johnny Wilkinson winning the Rugby World Cup, you do 10,000 hours, three hours a day, 10 years of practice because you're really into it. Mm. And if you get a past 3,000 hours, you are really good. You know, your national standard. Mm. You know, then that you get 10,000 years, your world, 10,000 hours, your world standard. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. If you're dedicating some time, whatever it is on it, you, that mastery, that skill set is coming, even if you don't realise it mm. yourself. Yeah. And I, I, I would echo that because I, 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 for me, my own experience as a, as a you know, ex-tennis player and coach, and I was never world-class, but I, I definitely put seven or 8,000 hours in. And I hated training until I'd done seven or 8,000 hours. And then I loved it. Huh. It was only once I'd achieved a level of, uh, skill mastery if you like but I really started to enjoy it because up until that point it was just frustrating mm. but back then Ash if you'd spoken to me about tennis could you get me excited about your passion for tennis at 17 or 18 mm. probably because I started playing quite late I started playing when I was 13 okay so, which is late for a tennis which player. is late so, whereas yeah. if I'd probably been going from six or seven Yes. Okay. Okay. And I guess in your interviews then, James, you're looking for, because it doesn't act like we've said, it doesn't matter what they're passionate in. You're looking for them to 
create that emotion in you that you're excited for their excitement and they're passionate about what it is that they're excited and passionate about. Exactly. Yeah. Entirely exactly that. And, and, and largely, because, right, that, that demonstrates a commitment to something that you are into. Yeah. Yes. Like you can talk specifically about it and just like, this is why I'm really into it. And that drives me to get up at six o'clock or five o'clock every morning so I can get into the swimming pool and go up and down and up and down and up and down. Yep. For me, I love open water swimming. I would hate to have to swim in a swimming pool and get up early in the morning to be able to go and do that. That would just, that would not be my thing. But the fact that it's your thing and you can manage to do that, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done you. Yeah. And I, that I, says something about, uh, to me about you yes yes yeah about your standards and your drive and your discipline and yes yeah, yeah. sacrifice mm. i think there's a caveat to this as well though because what we're not necessarily saying is look you're 17 or 18 and you need to have had a certain standard you know because we don't mm. all get those opportunities but equally with the pandemic i've spoken with lots of people whatever age where I've seen it, how, how, how did you respond to the pandemic? What did you choose to do? And the number of people who chose to learn a language, so they don't have 3000, they don't even have a thousand hours, but they've, they've channeled, they found a new passion, they've channeled that energy. Um, and I like to see that as well. You know, it's not just, you have to be really good at what you do because you've been doing it since you were six, seven, 12, 13. Um, I think, you, you know, because it, it's a combination of lots of things. So, yes. you know, this is, a, this is a, a kind of slight tangent, but we talk about my sport, for instance, you know, being a certain build, being a certain height gives you an advantage. Mm. Being playing in the right environment with the right coaching mm -hmm. gives you an advantage. And then you've got to do the 10,000 hours. So I did the 10,000 hours, but I didn't have enough of the right coaching in the right environment with the right tools and the mm. right parental support mm. and the right uh, body shape if you like. So I, I, you know, all the factors I needed, I only had one, which was the time that I did. Mm -hmm. That's not enough. Yeah. You need all of it. So there's just a slight yeah, yeah. tangent there, but, yeah. it, so you, but, but it, it reinforces your point that just because you've done lots of something doesn't necessarily mean that we're looking for experts in that thing, just that you'll, you'll maybe committed to something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Enough. Yeah. Okay. So imagine now you've seen my, I'm 18, you've seen my CV you thought, oh, that's amazing that she has done four half marathons. I mean, that's not true at all, but that's amazing that she's done four half marathons and raised a certain amount of money for a charity. So I'm not a sports person. I haven't put the hours in, but I have done something with my life. You've now invited me to an interview. What is it that you look for? Or what, actually, no, what is your killer question in that interview that's going to get the real crux of what it is that you're looking for? Can I, can I answer something before that? Yes. yes. Uh, I just, you can't not talk about an interview without getting the foundation basics right. So do okay. not turn up to an interview unless you've thought about what you're wearing. Yes. And the best rule for that is to find out what they wear to the office, to the whatever, each day, what's the standard uniform in inverted commas, and wear something like that. Mirror that. Yes. You mirror that. Okay never ever ever turn up late ever ever if it's online or or in person if that means practicing it you know leave an hour for it never ever turn up late you, yes. you, totally yep. you, it's bad for you and it's bad for them yep um smile smile yeah. while you're there i know it's hard 
but try and smile think happy thoughts before you go in everyone's yeah. nervous all that kind of stuff smile yeah. Yeah. and the final one is eye contact mm. and lots of young people find it difficult so what yes. we train is if you really find it difficult with eye contact look at their eyebrows they huh. won't notice look at their eyebrows they won't know that you're not looking in their eyes just look wow. at their eyes. it works an absolute treat okay or the, or the rim, rim rim of your glasses if you're wearing glasses. or the rim of the glasses absolutely very good very good so those, those are really key easy things to do which will you know we say mo at most interviews people make their first impressions in the first seven seconds give yourself the best possible chance. Well, if you're seven seconds late, you haven't got a chance. Have yeah. <laughs> so those, those things are really, really easy to do. So you, 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 it's interesting because you've jumped in there and rightly so to um, you know, give, give that response. Mm. Is that because you see, you see too many people not delivering those basics? Mm. Yes, because if you've never been taught that, mm. and sadly so many young people aren't taught that, then certain conventions that exist in the adult world that they haven't been exposed to mm -hmm. are immediately putting you in a disadvantage. Yes. And they're so simple, and, but matter so much mm. that, that why put yourself at a disadvantage? Yeah. In that situation it, it, you know we, we 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 ran a workshop oh, i think it was earlier this week doesn't matter and it, and it was around um customer service interestingly and i should have brought this up last week when we were speaking to uh, wayne wasn't it wayne yeah um we're talking about customer service and and listening skills because uh, and the person doing the present the the, the, the talk uh, for me was saying that thing is when you go back to school everybody remembers learning you know certainly of a certain age learning how to do handwriting and joined up handwriting and you had the lines and the you know the three of us remember and that you know your g's had to go down halfway down between the line and your h's the stroke had to go up and all the rest of it so you taught how to write and you taught how to speak and articulate you taught how to read okay you're not taught how to listen so who can remember being at school and having listening lessons if you did your three R's, but no listening. And this is very much the, sale, the, the same, what you're talking about here is that there are conventions, and that's possibly the wrong word, but there, I guess there are standards that the, not even the adult, but I guess the working, uh, mm -hmm. more mature world needs to, to work by in order for it to function effectively. Mm -hmm. And if you've not been exposed to those, um, those conventions, to those skills, it's very difficult to, understand them unless you're guided through them i think that i think that's what you're saying isn't it in, in, yeah it's, it's about what you don't know and highlighting those gaps and and not feeling patronized that you don't have those skills but just accepting that they're things that at 17 18 you just may not have been exposed to them but that doesn't make them any less valuable just because you're not aware of them yeah mm. exactly. although now they know because you're talking about it. That's true. <laughs> These are the things. Yes. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> never be late again. Yeah, yeah don't be late. Um, the I, the eyebrows, rim of the glasses, I, I've not heard of that before. So that's something I'm taking away from today, definitely. So thank you for sharing that. That's, um, hope you don't mind. I'm going to tell everyone that now for interviews, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Go> <laughs>
It's a freebie. It's good. Thank you. Let everybody know. <laughs> pay pay for the rest though. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack again before I answer mm. your question, Helen. I haven't forgotten it. The other the other thing going into an interview as a young person is actually most interviewers are not very good at interviewing. Oh, we talked about this as well this earlier on right. in the series. It's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Everyone so, over the last four weeks has said the same thing. So, right. yes. Right. And it's absolutely 100% true. So you need to make it easy for them. Um, and there's two ways I recommend for making it easy. One is you've let, you've, you've, you've responded to a job ad, you've seen some kind of job role or something, and you've done some research around that and you've got something to talk to there. That's what they're looking for. They're giving you the answers. It's the crib sheet. Yeah. So make sure when they say um, is really good at teamwork or whatever it might be, you can illustrate that with something. You've thought that through and you give it to them on a plate. Yeah. You're looking for somebody that's really good at teamwork. Well, in order to demonstrate how good I am at teamwork I did this that and the other yeah make it easy for them and the other way you can make it easy for them funnily enough is to ask them questions yes. ask them questions because we love talking about ourselves <laughs> we love talking about our role in our business because we're really passionate about it we've been doing yeah. it for a while so yeah. ask us questions yeah. not only does it use up lots of the time of the interview when you don't have to be talking just listening as we were talking about earlier but they will remember you more because you mm. gave them permission to talk about themselves and it was yeah. so much more fun talking about themselves than having to listen to somebody else talk about themselves mm it's 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 simple and it's it's not easy mm. as a 17 18 year old to do that when you're mm -hmm. sitting in front of an adult i totally get that and something you might well have to practice yeah working with your parents or parents friends or all your friends mm. but answering answering questions one of the easiest ways is to when they've finished saying something repeat back the last word as a question hmm. So when it's so, um, um, yes, our, our business has a wonderful, wonderful customers. Customers? <laughs> yes, James. <laughs> Love it. It's really easy. Love it. And then you Very don't easy. even, you, when you're lit, it's called active listening. You're only listening for the last word. You've only got to listen to the last word and when they pause. And you're giving them permission to do some more. Yes. So there's, the, you know, very simple techniques, but, but by answering questions. And of course, part of, Part of that is actually doing some research. So I'm, I'm now going to answer your question, Helen, about my favourite question. Research question? <laughs> my question. You beat is, me to it. <laughs> is there anything that you haven't said or told me about that you would like to at this stage? So mm -hmm. is there anything that you haven't said already? Yeah. At the, and I will always ask that uh, the, the question, is there anything I need to know in order to make my decision about you? Is there something you haven't said? Yeah. And then you might go on and ask me what the, my, my favourite answer would be. Yeah. And my favourite answer would always be, is there anything that I have said which will stop you from giving me the role? Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. That's and again, you, are, you are hired, James Lott. 
and <laughs> I know this is very difficult for a 17, 18 year old. You know, th these are scary situations and all the rest of it. So that's just about practice. Yeah. Before you go into that and having conversations like this. But if, if they're not practiced, you can still say it in such a way that is, is true to you. So if you ask me that question then, James, ask me your killer question. So is there anything, Helen, that you want to tell me that I need in order to make my decision whether to, to give you the job or not? Well, I mean, I'm a little bit nervous asking this, but is there anything that you need to know about me in order to help you make a decision about whether I'm right for you? Brilliant. Brilliant. So I get the job. <laughs> or the other side is, is there anything I said that's put you off? Maybe. Yes, ah. that's the way. That's the flip, isn't it? Yes. So yeah. find what makes you fit. Interviews are uncomfortable anyway, mm -hmm. but we can make them less uncomfortable and equally find the questions that as the person going in and being interviewed, although you're both, both really being interviewed, mm -hmm. employer and potential employee, but find the best way of asking that question in such a way that makes you feel confident. I think mm -hmm. you can still be vulnerable with it, but it's, it actually, you get the same results, don't you? In asking either of those questions, the, the first so, one or the flip side. Yeah. The thing that jumps to my mind is if being asked that question, how would you feel if the candidate came back with something like because I think this is a viable option personally something mm. like well I don't think I answered the question about you know x earlier very very well mm. could I answer it again mm. or how, how would you feel about that I don't think I answered it very well what were the bits I missed out mm. nice the question to them yeah. nice. I would love to have heard more about x Oh, I can tell you more about X now. Mm. Because that self that self-awareness is really yes. powerful, isn't it? For us yeah. to be able to see that somebody's self-aware. Like and that. again, what is that telling me underneath as your potential employer? Just like, oh, this is somebody who's keen to listen and learn. Yeah. Not afraid to step forward and just like, you know, I don't I don't get everything right. I know yeah. I don't. I know I'm not the perfect article. Capable capable of being vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. Putting, them, putting those, themselves in that but position. But not scared to put their hand up and say, I don't get it. Yeah. And that's my biggest frustration. It's my biggest frustration when I've, you know, when I've worked with, and I've worked with dozens and hundreds probably, yeah, young people, is the inability to ask questions. And I don't know if that's cultural or... I think it's cultural. It's a school-based thing. You know, you just keep your head down and do the work. I remember my dad telling me doing that. You know, just keep your head down, do the work. Keep your head down and do the work. And actually, I don't want your head down. I want your head up and I want your hand up in the air all the time and just keep asking me questions. Curiosity. Because I don't know, how, how, how else do you learn? Mm. And, and, and as long as you take the steps to... In the, you know, once you've started asking questions to so then start coming with potential answers, then we know we're making progress, don't we? But just yeah. to start with the ability and the, the, uh, the, the bravery of, of going, do you know what? I don't know, and I'm going to ask rather than muddle my way through. Because yeah. that way disaster lies. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, I've learned loads today. I love doing these podcasts. They're great, aren't they? So, yeah. have you, have you, uh, James? Have you got a? If, if you had to leave uh, one 
you've given us so much but if you had to leave one piece of advice on the table for a young person you know on a post-it note in front of the door of that interview room perhaps you know the one thing they should take with them what would it be what do i want to know hmm. walk into there thinking what do i want to know mm -hmm. you know, nice. you know and often you don't get a job because of nothing about you you're just not right for the job or the business or the personalities or whatever. So don't take that as a massive downer or yeah. I haven't got that kind of stuff. If you've gone in with, well, I'm coming in and, and trying to work out whether this is right for me. Mm. Yes. Flip it around. You know, yeah. and, and the other thing is with, with many of these, you know, treat it, everything as a learning experience. So go yeah. in, what do I want to know from this? Well, can I do an interview or can I do an interview better? Yes. You know, this, I didn't this, get this that is, one, I do the next. But this is why we called this podcast that interview experience, mm -hmm. not that interview, that first interview, that last interview, that interview test, you know, because it, it, it's none of those things. You are, it's highly unlikely you will only ever have one interview in your life. And each one, even if, even as business owners, you know, every time we pitch, for business it's an interview isn't it every time we bring on new members of staff it's an interview every time we look to create partnerships they're interviews that they take different formats it's a coffee in the local costa but fundamentally it is still two people checking each other out are we right for each other and i'm still learning now you know 35 years after doing my first interview <laughs> about how to interview and how to be interviewed and how to negotiate my way through that that, that situation that experience and, and every time i in every meeting i have is well what did i learn from that what bring it forward and just because it's your first one even more so because it might be your first interview mm. don't expect it or, or, or judge it by being potentially the last one you need to do it is just one of many Ash, if you're still concerned about interviewing, I know a really good podcast that you can listen to. It is aimed at younger people going into that interview, that first interview experience, but you might want to listen to those. I think I will. <laughs> I think we've had, we've had some great, um, great guests. None more so. I shouldn't really say that. All as good as, but none <laughs> more so as James. <laughs> so James, thank you so much for coming in. Um, obviously your business works, uh, you know, particularly with the age group that we're, we're talking about. So the people out there that have been engaged, and as I'm sure many people have been with what you've said and want to reach out and get in touch and be on your list, as it were, uh, <laughs> how, how, how do they make that happen? How do they? Yeah, so, so our website, workingknowledge.org.uk. So Google Working Knowledge, Working Knowledge. Um, mm -hmm. You can find us there. Or reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm, you can find me on LinkedIn. You should be on LinkedIn. You should be on LinkedIn, guys. Yeah, yeah we've been doing LinkedIn. a lot of that. That's, yes. I, we could do a whole other podcast on that. We could. <laughs> um, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Fantastic. James, Thank James. you, James. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.